0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the KASB, The Advocate Podcast for Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. I'm Leah Fleiger, and I'm joined by my colleagues, Scott Rothschild and John Four, and a special guest today, our intern, Madeline Blake. We're going to hear from her later. And as always, we are joined by our fabulous producer, Alec Madrigal. So let's just get started. There was a lot that happened and didn't happen, as the 2023 regular legislative session ended in the early morning hours of Friday, April 7th. What didn't happen is that we still don't have an education funding bill, the legislature is poised to violate the Gannon School of Finance decision, and we still have to fight against vouchers and for an increase in special education funding. Those issues will be taken up when the legislature returns for the veto session on April 24th. But first, What education bills did gain approval? John, would you walk us through that?
1: Yeah, so there were two bills that were advanced to the governor's desk um, there before first adjournment. Uh, The first was House Bill 2138. This is a bill that contains uh, two policies that kind of aren't really connected in any way. Um, The first part uh, would require school districts to establish establish policies that separate overnight accommodations um, for students of each biological sex. The second part of the bill would provide for an administrative review process um, by the State Board of Education uh, to review local school boards' decisions to close a school board. Um, that uh, review by the State Board, I believe is non-binding, but um, it provides kind of like an appeals process. This bill uh, passed the House 84-39, and then 28 to 10 in the Senate. There's also House Bill 2236. Uh, This would require school districts to adopt policies that guarantee that a parent can remove a uh, student from a lesson or a class based upon objections to a course material. Uh, This bill was approved 76 to 46 in the House and 23 to 17 in the Senate. Uh, KASB had opposed, opposes both of these bills um, because school districts have the ability and are able to handle these issues already kind of without the state mandate. Going forward, uh, there's two options for the bills. The governor can either sign these bills and have them become state law, or she can veto these bills. Um, if she were to veto, uh, it would take a two-thirds majority in both houses to override the veto. So in the, in the House, that would be equal to 84 votes, and in the Senate, that would be equal to 27 votes. So, John,
0: Uh, let's revisit real quick then. So 2138 was the bill that uh, got 84 votes in the House and 28 in the Senate. So that's the one about the overnight accommodations and reviewing the uh, closure of a school building. So uh, that's the one that's probably most likely to be sustained if the governor vetoes it. So, Scott and John, anything you want to add on that?
2: now i think sometimes votes change on veto override attempts but on the uh, the accommodations uh, for overnight uh, students uh, as it stands they have the votes to to override a veto so uh, but whether that uh, same number uh, exists when they come back uh, that remains to be seen uh, the uh, the parents, the House Bill 2236 that deals with the parents and uh, whether they can remove their child from a lesson or a class, uh, that those vote totals were lower, and it doesn't look like they would be able to uh, override a veto if the governor were to veto those bills. So, you know, sometimes these votes change, but we'll just have to wait and see. Since we're speaking about vetoes, I'll just uh, mention that uh, there was a... Uh, they did override the governor's veto of House Bill 2238. This was the bill that would require student athletes to compete in gender-specific sports based upon the student's biological gender. So supporters of this bill said it would prevent biological males from competing against biological females. But opponents said the bill was just trying to address a problem that doesn't exist and that it targeted transgender students. So the vote to override on that bill was 84 to 40 in the House, which is the exact uh, minimum number that is required to override a veto in the House. And it was 28 to 12 in the Senate, which was basically two votes over uh, the margin, 27 votes. So the 27th and 28th votes were above that margin. So this was the third year in a row that Kelly had vetoed the, uh, such a measure and uh When she vetoed this bill, she said it was more about politics and really had nothing to do with education and would harm the mental health of some students. Uh, KASB had opposed House Bill 2238 because the Kansas State High School Activities Association, we believe, is the proper agency uh, that has responsibility over oversight of student interscholastic activities. And they have been uh, uh, fulfilling this uh, uh, responsibility for the better part of a decade, and as far as we could tell, there have been no uh, complaints or disputes uh, arising from Keisha's policy addressing the participation of transgender athletes on sports teams. So that veto was overridden, uh, but there still remains a lot of unfinished business uh, on education. There were two conference committee reports. Uh, toward the end of the regular session that contained education funding it contained a lot of public policy uh, some of it bad policy and those emerged in the final days and Lee I know you were you were watching those uh, two conference committees uh, from gavel to gavel and uh, can you just kind of fill us in on what happened?
0: Sure Scott first we'll talk about uh, Senate Bill 83 that's the uh voucher palooza bill, as I've been calling it. (laughs) It's a bill that would um, allow a student to receive a $5,000 voucher each year to attend a private, non-public, or home school. And those schools under under Senate Bill 83 could be completely unregulated. Uh, No standards, no tests, teachers don't have to be licensed. I mean, just the wild, wild west, as far as providing what what one would hope would be an education for kids. The bill also uh, sets up a program to give low-income public and private school students a one-time $1,000 award for educational purposes. In an interesting but ultimately, at least for now, futile move, the conference committee, recognizing that the phrase education savings accounts is now perceived very negatively, changed the name of these SB-83 ESA vouchers to keep awards. So they're not vouchers now, they're keep awards, uh, but really they're the same vouchers that have been uh, argued over this entire session, education savings accounts, keep award, you know, call what you will. It's still a voucher. The attempt uh, appears to be to, to tie the phrase keep awards uh, to Governor Laura Kelly's existing um Program That gives kids a one-time $1,000 award. So there's been a lot of claims in legislative coffees and, and other venues that we're just expanding the governor's program. It's not, these aren't vouchers. They're not education savings accounts. Well, they, all they did was rename them friends. So to repeat something that I'm sure people are hearing me say, if it looks like a voucher and quacks like a voucher, it's a voucher. So Senate Bill 83 still sets up a voucher program. It also would have used uh, federal American Rescue Plan Act funds for a one-year, seventy-two million dollar increase in special education. As you may know, those Rescue Plan Act uh, funds expire relatively soon, and so I, th- I know there's some concern among the le- the uh, special ed community about using temporary money for a uh, for a permanent need, but. The bill, uh, again, is tying uh, special ed funding to vouchers in an attempt to to get it through the legislature. Uh, for Senate Bill 113, this is um, a budget bill that also expands a current voucher program that we already have in the state. Senate Bill 113 would have expanded the current program that gives a tax break for donations to scholarships that are used to send students to private schools. Senate Bill 113 also included a plan to change the way the Gannon legal settlement funding increases were given. It's basically a freeze in the base state aid unless the legislature proactive actively decides to increase the base each year. A district-by-district analysis of this proposal by the Kansas State Department of Education showed that schools could have lost $215 million in funding in the 24-25 school year alone. So those are the two bills that we were following in conference committee there at the very end of last week. And as legislators worked into the night, Senate Bill 83 gained approval in the House 65 to 58. So it just barely passed. Uh, You know, you need 64 votes for a bill to pass in the House, and it only passed with 65 votes. So tepid support there. And then hours later, Senate Bill 83 failed in the Senate on a vote of 17 to 20. And then at around 4.15 that morning, Uh, That would be Friday morning, friends. And yes, Scott and I were watching (laughs) the whole thing. Uh, The Senate adjourned without taking up Senate Bill 113. And the House adjourned shortly thereafter, also ignoring Senate Bill 113. So we have a voucher bill that appears to be dead. But we also have a K-12 funding bill that has not been acted on. We are hearing uh, comments from legislative leadership that they intend to try to, uh, take up Senate Bill 83's contents again, uh, late this month, they, they, uh, Senator Masterson, who's the president of the Senate was quoted in a a news story saying that he's committed to trying to get a, to get a choice, a school choice bill through. So we'll see how that, how that happens. I assume they might try to insert it into a funding bill, which we would oppose. um, the legislature returns for what's called a veto session on April 24th, and they're going to have to take up this issue of K-12 funding. And then also, of course, apparently they are going to battle once more um, about vouchers. So Scott and John, let's talk a little bit about this um, issue of Senate bill 113 being a funding bill that also appears to violate the Gannon school finance case. Um, Scott, can you kind of walk us through why why are we saying that Senate Bill 113 violates the Gannon School Finance decision?
2: Well, anytime you start monkeying with the uh, base aid and start putting conditions on whether or not that is going to increase outside of the agreement that the legislature and the governor and the courts have agreed to, uh, you are uh, stepping into uh, Unknown waters or unknown territory, I guess. And I guess, you know, it should be said that the Kansas Supreme Court uh, maintained jurisdiction over the Gannon case. Uh, In the old uh, Montoy lawsuit, the legislature came up with a plan and the Kansas Supreme Court at that point released their jurisdiction over that case. That came back to haunt them in later years because then the legislator, legislature uh, uh, reneged off that plan uh, because uh, of a recession and then later the Brownback tax cuts and all that nonsense. But so the Kansas Supreme Court has jurisdiction over this case, and I don't think uh, the legislature wants to start uh, tampering with uh, what was agreed to, because it would seem to me that would just uh, uh, land you back in court.
0: Thanks, Scott. Well, I would like to introduce our legislative intern, Madeline Blake, who's with us today. Madeline is a junior at KU and has been observing the legislature and doing some great work with us uh, this session. Madeline, would you like to share some perspectives on your first legislative session? Um, It has been very interesting. The conference committee process was certainly not what I had expected, I was shocked by the power that the committee chairs have. They could basically add in whatever they wanted to the bills they were trying to come to an agreement on. And a lot of those proposals had never had a public hearing. So I was surprised that they could do that without any uh, public input. But aside from that, the times of the meetings were changing all the time. So it was a crazy couple of weeks um, and an already crazy session.
2: Yeah, I imagine, uh, you know, it's been so long since I've I've been covering these for so many years. I imagine uh, a person seeing it for the first time is probably going, what the heck is going on? Because in the conference committees, there's a lot of side conversations and mumbling and, you know, people come in with uh, proposals that no one has ever seen before. So they can seem pretty uh, uh, pretty messy, I think.
0: Well, I'm glad that Madeline has had the chance to uh, observe this because I know that, you know, public policy is her major. And so um, I hope that we have uh, encouraged her to uh, continue in her uh, career plans. And we've been glad to have her with us this session. So we've got a couple of weeks here, FAM, as the young people say, where we need to really work on getting our message out. So we really need to urge you to continue speaking with your legislators and, encourage them to provide the Gannon school funding increase. We need to um, increase special education, which continues to, to fall behind costs as our, as our followers know. We are urging a, a clean bill for special education funding and K-12 funding without vouchers or any other bad policy items. So please, please make sure you're attending those legislative coffees. Make sure you're talking to your lawmakers when you see them at the grocery store or at your local Rotary Club and those types of meetings here before the legislature comes back on April 24th. We will most likely be pushing out some some more information for folks, some talking points that you can share and some, um, some factual information about All of these very interesting pieces of legislation that uh, made their way uh, through the legislative process before they adjourned. And so please keep an eye out on our social media and other uh, channels. We will look forward to talking to you all again, probably in two weeks. So thanks, everybody, for listening to The Advocate. Thanks again to Alec Madrigal, John Floor, Scott Rothschild, and Madeline Blake. And have a great week.